Hello and welcome to Profiles in Risk. This is your host, Tony Canyas. And today I am recording officially the last episode that I will ever record in this apartment uh, because we are about to move. Uh, and uh, I, I'm pitching a doubleheader. I recorded another episode earlier today. So, so for this episode, I have with me Margot Giles. Yes, you nailed it. Did I? Yes. Perfect. <laughs> I, Margot Giles. Uh, my brain really wants to mispronounce it, but Margot Giles, uh, CEO at Iris InsureTech. So, Margot, thank you for joining me today. How's it going? It's going great. If we want to talk about the weather, I'm in Florida, so everybody can be jealous. It's beautiful and sunny here. <laughs> I, I usually break the ice uh, about the weather. Uh, so, I was down in Tampa just a few weeks ago for... for uh, for for CBCU into leadership and actually we had we had a, we had a great time. Uh, I, I thought that it'd be like 110 degrees uh, and you know 100% humidity this time of the year in, in in Florida, but but apparently it's 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 very decent. It is, and we have a big insurance insure tech. Like Tampa is kind of like an undercover place. Like we have a lot of insure techs here. We have a lot of uh, big carrier um, partners that are here too. So lots of insurance happening here. Okay, perfect, perfect. Um, okay, so we, we always give the guests the chance to give the elevator pitch. So what is Iris InsureTech? Iris is very polarizing, but, and we'll get into that, but Iris is a management platform that is microservice and API based for insurance brokers um, and distribution in the insurance space. So that's the PC way of saying it is a management system. It is an AMS because <laughs> that, that word is very polarizing. So some people really want us to say that. And some people say, you're so much more than that. Don't say that. So, uh, but in a nutshell, that's what we do. Okay. Okay. So let me, let me digest that real quick. First of all, <laughs> I, I, after 400 episodes, I don't think anybody else has started the conversation with, we are very polarizing. <laughs> uh, it's so, true. So, so that, was, that was that was very interesting. Okay. So an AMS, although some people don't want to call it that, that right. is microservice, an API based kind of from the ground up. Correct. For brokers and other distribution in the, in, in the insurance space. Okay, perfect. So, so, so I have never worked. I'm, I'm a carrier guy. I'm, I'm a okay. carrier guy gone recruiter. Uh, and, and, and I am uh, more an insurance guy than an insurtech guy, even though I run the largest podcast in insurtech. It's, it's kind of a weird thing. Uh, but but I, have, I, I have never worked at, at an agency or brokerage. Right. I, I have served them in many ways uh, mm. as, as a sales manager or marketing rep, as, as an underwriter, and nowadays as a recruiter. Uh, but so, so basically, I have heard the horrors of uh, Epic and Vertifor, uh, but I have never actually worked on any of those systems. Uh, so, so if we're talking AMS, like, like the two big guys that, that control right. something like 90% of the, of the market, right? We have to talk about them. So, so and then beyond them, be, beyond those two AMSs, there's a few other small ones that some people swear by, right? Like Hawksoft right. and some other ones. So, what? Why? 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 <laughs> yet another AMS? Yeah. Like, like, think, like, why another agency management system? I think that it's 
it's very, I think we're polarizing because of what you just described. And I think the language we use around it is suggestive as well. So you say on, you're on the carrier side. I come from the broker side 100%. So I am an agent, an agency owner, um, an operator, and um, I've spent many years, decades, in the systems that you're talking about. So I think one of the things that made IRA special was that it was born from us. It wasn't, um, you know, oh, we've been in insurance and we hear this is a problem, so we're going to take a stab at what we think the solution should be. Um, and, and that's kind of, you know, a, a normal entry, right? And I think because of that, we have brokers. Mm -hmm. If you look at, like, the profile of a broker, we haven't had insure tech, and I'm quoting, really long enough to see brokers transition to software. Because it's not an overnight thing, right? So we've got... Software people that hire SMEs that come in and say, okay, we're going to build some insurance solutions. But we're, we're to the point now we're starting to see the market change. And we're starting to see like true insurance professionals make that journey over to building software. Um, and so the, I think that's one of the reasons why we said the time is now for us. Um, why do we need another AMS? Well, because without really being super controversial, None of the ones on the market today actually fulfill the need of what we're looking for in 2023, at least in my agency and the agencies that have sort of congregated around us, uh, investors and partners as well, which is this need for a, a platform and a system that embraces connectivity instead of a culture of this is our AMS, these are our partners, and you can choose to be with us or you're not with us. And, um, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily that diabolical or if it's more tech related. If you're working on systems that were built 30, 40 mm -hmm. years ago, then, Legacy, yeah. mm -hmm. you, you know, you're not going to, they're not, that's not going to be their messaging because that's not what their tech, technical foundation is. And so we came and, um, spent many years in the consulting space prior to this at building these systems, integrating with them, doing data migrations, helping large agencies do digital transformation. And that was a real key because we kept butting up against the vertifors and the applieds that needed a, a lot of additional development to pull data out of so that we could integrate really great point solutions that people want to use. So if you look at InsureTech right now, there's they're very good what we call point solutions are feature-based insurtechs that are solving a particular part of the broker or agent problem. The issue with those is they have great tech and they come on the market, but until that technology is embedded directly into that workflow of that user, it's always going to be cumbersome for them to leave their platform, conduct some type of a workflow, and then come back to a separate platform, and now your data is living in Indio, and it's living in your AMS and never the two shall meet unless you spend a bunch of money to, to put them all together. So we said as a company, we're taking this the complete opposite approach, which is how open can we make the system? How user friendly to integrate with all these great point solutions? Can we actually make an AMS? And instead of saying, we're going to hold your data captive or we're holding you captive because this is our ecosystem, we're going to let the market decide the ecosystem it builds around our product. Oh, that's yeah. a, that was a lot. That was a lot, Tony. <laughs> that? Yeah, no, no, and and, and, and yeah, and, and it, it it makes sense to me that, that yeah. like the the traditional AMS systems, uh, right? 
regardless of, of what, what the companies that that that, that own them uh, want to do with them and and philosophies and new CEOs and all that they're built right their legacy systems and, and those things are it's it's expensive it's complicated it's, it's hard to to bring a legacy system if not impossible to uh, the the modern standards that, that uh, of connectivity right and and and, yeah. and they are infamous for being walled gardens uh, where uh, it's hard to connect into sometimes you have to 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 uh, pay to get to your own data, basically, right? Which, Not a little which bit obviously of nobody either. likes. Quite a bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so part of the reason that, that, that <laughs> I've never ro- ran into an agent or broker that loves uh, either Epic or, 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 or Vertifor. Yes. Uh, okay. Okay. So, so, okay. So, so. I get what you're trying to do. Yes. Uh, and it appears, just based on 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 uh, quick LinkedIn research, that you've been running Iris for a little bit less than half a year. Yeah. So I'm, I'm assuming that there there was some period before. Many periods before. Um, yeah, we were. Um, I, you know, okay. Like okay. A, yeah, we were in the consulting space prior. Um, and again, I still have my agencies that I'm, I'm, I work with, and um, luckily I've been able to step aside from the everyday mm-hmm. operations of that and, and run Iris. But we decided to um, to sort of come out of stealth mode and come to market with Iris, that we felt which is sort of a perfect mm-hmm. time as the market was really reeling from COVID. We're starting to really see that, um, you know, age demographic that's leaving, and, and now we're bringing in new people into insurance and they have to deal every day with these systems and they're not happy about that. Um, it's, it's already difficult enough to, to train and retain talent. And then we're going to throw this like, you know, hundred page code book so that they can only, they have to memorize or they can enter a line of text into the manager. It doesn't, it's not conducive to the generation that we're trying to entice to come into insurance. And it's not mm-hmm. the technology that they're used to using in every other facet of their life. They're, they're banking and they're social and, and they're mm-hmm. used to these interactions. And then they come to work where they spend eight, nine hours of their day and they're back. If they're, they're in the time machine back 30 years ago. And that's a, that's a significantly increasing problem. I know as an operator, it was a, it's a problem for us as we have people retire. Um, but I think the biggest differentiation between Iris outside of the fact that we're API first and we're sort of microservice based is that we came to market with a little bit of a different philosophy where uh, a lot of the smaller AMSs will come in and say, okay, we're going to, we're going to tackle this um, one to two person agency or even up to five, six, seven, you know, the smaller part of the market. A lot of them are doing personal lines transactions, and then we're going to work our way up and try to grow with the market. The problem is that, transitioning a, a data structure like a like an, a, a database from something simple like home and auto to something incredibly complex like commercial property or fleet management or manufacturing or 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 is I think a lot bigger of a lift than anybody anticipated and so we said okay our product knowledge and, and our knowledge as, as brokers is in the complex insurance, that mid to large market insurance. Um, how do we take 
what we know all know is fully manual right now. I mean, a lot of the process that surrounds mid to large commercial shopping, the risk, renewing the risk, managing COIs and paperwork around that and, you know, that is fully manual and there aren't a lot of point solutions really in that particular part of, of P&C commercial insurance. So instead of trying to wait five or six years to build up market, Lindsay, our, our product, our head of product sat down with me and my husband, who is also a sales rep and some of our agents in the agency. And we said, okay, what is the wildest, like most cumbersome pain in the ass client and how much work do we do for those clients and how do we take those workflows and turn them into software? And so we just, I think we just started at a different spectrum and our target is a little bit different. It's really for those agencies that either have commercial books and they have maybe two systems. Maybe they're using something for personal lines and something for commercial and, and they're having disconnect. Or they have a, a good CRM and then a okay AMS and those two systems don't really connect with each other. And so our goal was to be able to, when we came to market, finally say, we are an AMS and we handle not just simple mono line home and auto, but very complex package policies with with all of the data that you're going to need to handle that. So I think that's a little bit of a differentiation for us. And, and is, is it, is it already there? Like, like, what, what, like <laughs> if, if a listener that, that, that runs a, a commercial lines agency, uh, can, can, can they see a demo tomorrow? Yes. And, yes. and <laughs> yes, uh, they can. We sign go- up. Day after. Yeah, so we are going, we are in our beta phase, which means we're kind of shaking all the, the tree limbs and making sure okay. that we've mm-hmm. covered our bases for what we consider to be our Exciting home. to have you here while still in beta. Uh-huh. We are still in beta. Um, we plan on going full launch in July. So, um, and that's that aligns with a lot of the time frame. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so we're, we're not fully out. You know, we're not going to have you know, millions of reviews on, you know, online yet, but we are very close to launch. And so the product is in a really good spot and we are demoable. We, we can answer any questions that someone might have about how to use it and what it would look like. Um, we do, we will be launching with accord management and COI management, which is usually something that happens in future iterations and, um, with core lines of business. So personal home, personal auto, uh, comp GL commercial auto. So we'll be launching with that full suite, meaning we're doing asset management. We're doing schedule management. We're doing property management, all the fields, all the good stuff you need to generate accords and COIs. We, we have in the system. So <laughs> should be fun. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, what, what type of, of, uh, of agency or, 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 or brokerage? Uh, clearly commercial lines, uh, but but what 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 kind of agency or, or or brokerage is kind of the perfect partner for let's say the next couple of years? Right. Um, I, I like everybody asks this question, especially on the investor side, and they're like, "What's your target?" And it's it's harder to put. Um, it's a ten person agency or it's a five person because for us it's a mindset. It's more of a an agency mindset, right? So if you want to continue, like if you're good with spreadsheets and data is not your thing and and you're not interested in AI or, or or using any of these point solutions that are on the market and you're just kind of, this is your thing. I'm going to hawks off apply. Like these places are 
are great for you. If you are looking to differentiate yourself from the person down the street, if you're looking for that competitive edge, if you're looking for, I would say, more relationship-based insurance. So if you're a transactional shop and you're, you're BORing everything and that's your, I mean, you may not find the value that we provide. We're really relationship focused. If you look online, um, a lot of our design is around understanding the customer, understanding where they came from, cross-selling across different departments and verticals. So I would say it's a mindset of like hyper growth. Um, it's great for companies. I think we'll probably find a lot of um, success in companies that do mergers and acquisitions. So if you're an agency that purchases small books and data is important and you don't want it siloed everywhere and you want to be able to start to get a, a holistic view of that, we've seen a lot of success in that area too. So I'm, it's more of a mindset and less of we only service people with 10 users or more. I mean, that's not the approach that we're taking to, to this. I hope that makes okay, sense. Per yeah. per perfect. <laughs> and 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 I don't I don't ask. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I don't I don't ask from the perspective of, of an investor. Ask for, uh, since the listeners, many of yeah. them are brokers. Well, I mean, historically, trying to encourage though, the right ones to it, to to check to check you out. The historically though, it's always been we do it by user by month, and you know we this is how we charge, and we don't talk to agencies under ten users, or we only talk to agencies over to whatever the that is line in the sand has been historically for. Mm -hmm. What are, yeah. We're, we just find like, especially when you cross into commercial and even into the wholesale and broker space, small shops, some of these are, are big producers. They're big commercial agencies. They've got large accounts and their needs are very, are very different. So we, I don't like to say a five person shop would, wouldn't be you know useful for us. That, that doesn't make sense at all. It's really more of like, what do they need in their daily lives that we can provide? I think that's a better way to look at it. Okay, and and on on the website you've got uh, agents, but you you also have listed MGA wholesalers, uh, D2CM program carriers, yes, uh, entities with multiple with multi destinations, which which I have no idea what which that is actually like means. Really hard but, but to it's like but, but the ones that so, do all the things, right? Because we all know that they're MGAs will typically oh, okay. retail arm. You know what I'm saying? So like all 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 are welcome. Okay, um, you know. A, a, a okay. So, so yeah, it, it'll work for MGAs and 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 for for like like things that are not just retail agents. Correct. It right now. So you we said like we're looking at the next okay. few years. Right now, we're very retail agent focused. That's where mm -hmm. our like hearts are. Right. That's makes it. yeah makes absolute um, sense. But we do have some investment from MGAs um, and brokerages that would that we'll mm -hmm. probably see some pieces move into so our goal is not to come in and, and overtake that market our goal is to be again the platform that if you have an underwriting workbench from one of these companies or you have an uh, underwriting engine or you're getting data that you can feed this into a, a single location um in a single ui where your retail agents and your underwriters are living on the same platform and they're sharing that information really seamlessly I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like, I wouldn't market us as we're, we're solving any of those problems. Like that's not our focus. Our focus is to be sort of that platform. Um, so if okay. you have like a Socotra okay. integration or if you're using, you know, origami risk or whatever mm. as underwriting, you can pipe that in so that your retail agents can actually use the same system as, as your underwriters. 
Okay, so microservices. Uh, that has not come up a lot. and it, it used to never come up, and it's only come up a few times in, in the podcast, so I have not really gotten my head around it. So what, what I'm really curious is, so if, if I'm an agency principal, mm-hmm. right, I'm, I'm not the technology person. Right. Uh, right, I'm, I'm not writing deeds. I, 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 I'm the, the, uh, the agency principal. Uh, so so in, in, in business terms, basically, in simple terms, what is the advantage of the fact that you guys are designed with microservices? So where it's the most successful is that we, are, we can offer supplemental workflows and automation to a system that may already be in existence without us having to say it's a rip and replace, which is very different from what you get now. If you want to use Hawksoft and you're on applied, you data migrate, you move, it's a huge ordeal. What we said was, as consultants, we've done those rip and replaces, and they're, we're going to do that at Iris too. However, it's not required to take advantage of what we provide. Um, so two of the ones that are the most popular that we seem to be you know, signing contracts for would be the front end, our relationship viewer, so being able to look at clients in that sort of um, ecosystem view and be able to uncover um, data and analytics within your own book and using that as sort of like a piece that supplements an AMS or a CRM instead of completely replaces it. Um, same thing with like COI, like COI management. It's, it's really built in its own, in its own workflow and its own service that can be called via API if to supplement a larger AMS that maybe you don't, you know, particularly like the way that they handle certificates or it's missing completely from the system, which is not unusual. Um, you know, we are easily integratable. As long as we have access to the data, we can push it in, perform that function, and then push it back to whatever your system of record is. So I think the the real, what we're finding a lot of success in is we're saying, take advantage of what you need when you need it, which is how it should be. And our hope is that you're going to love it so much that you're just going to replace everything over time. And we all get to avoid the giant ripping off of the Band-Aid. <laughs> Okay, that that answered like four questions I had basically. Okay, good. I'm glad I, I practiced uh, so, so, this. So that, you that, know? Yes. <laughs> uh, so so I I think my, my, my last question. Uh, so on the website, it it, it lists uh, a po- powerful AI engine. Yes. And we are recording on April thirteenth, uh, two thousand twenty-three, uh, which I've started to think of as. Uh, I don't know, uh, month one, uh, day 28 of, uh, of uh, year one of our Lord ChatGPT4, Chad right? <laughs> like, like, AI has been on the news. All, like, like, I use it, it all it's, the it's time. It's been one, one of those things where, where, where like, uh, m- many, like, uh, like, so many InsurTechs have been doing AI for, for since we've been interviewing InsurTechs, and, and then all of a sudden, like, the mainstream news explodes with ChatGPT, and, and 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 I've gone on on this like YouTube uh, uh, hole about about the end of the, of the world or how you know AI is, is finally taking off. So I'm just curious. Yeah. How, how are you guys using AI in, in in this particular product? So I did. I just spoke at uh, WISA WSIA on the, a panel about this not two weeks ago, and I called everyone out and said, "You're not really using AI." Um, because the AI that you're you're talking about, Chat GPT, <laughs> for is not is not it's not available. So, 
what we're looking at, so the AI powered engine is something that is a future release. We're looking at November for Iris. Um, but currently what okay, we're doing perfect. is a version of machine learning. Okay. Right? So what active, will it do? Yeah. So act, active learning, meaning like we're, it used to be rules-based, if this, then this. The, what we're doing is teaching the computer, hey, when you see these set of attributes, you know, learn from it and adjust. Um, I think that's probably what most people are actually doing. Like if you were to t just go behind the curtain and understand what they're doing. But as far as generative AI, which is, you know, becoming more widely available, we are currently prototyping things like being able to speak to the AMS and say, you know, what are, I mean, from a management point of view, we, we were testing this morning, um, you know, hey, Iris, can you tell me who my top um, employees are that have the most open task, right? Or overdue task. And then having Iris surface that in a chat way and then offer to then, you know, gently nudge those people. So we're moving in the more of the generative way um, that's one of the ways we're looking at using it. The other, which is probably going to be a little longer, which is like, you know, if we have a new agent and they come in and they're concerned that they're not quoting the right coverage or they don't necessarily understand the exclusion language and a policy, being able to drag and drop a document in and have Iris explain in, in sort of more layman's terms and communicate with that agent in a human language way of what they, what the exclusion says or what the language says so that, that we're, we're kind of stop gapping some of the confusion that can come along with that. So that to me is a little bit of a later version as we progress, but we envision being able to Perfect. at the very least be able to ask the AMS to perform functions for you um, in, in, a, in a more conversational way or dragging and dropping a, P, a policy PDF and having the AI actually fill that information into the data fields without you having to key them in because we, because I'm holding the paper and then I have it up on my screen and then I'm typing that in to me, that's a very simple AI interaction that can be read and it can be distributed without the user having to waste keystrokes. So we're looking at those type of use cases for AI. Fantastic. That, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, you absolutely made me laugh with, with, with the, hey, no, Iris, who, AI. Uh, <laughs> who has the most tasks. Uh, yeah. because, so I'm, I'm self-employed now uh, for the last, uh, I don't know, eight months. Uh, but but prior to that, like basically at any job I've ever had, uh, and especially my, my last job, if, if if my boss had had the ability to uh, to ask Bullhorn, which was our software, uh, Bullhorn, who has the most uh, overdue tasks, I would have been winning by far. But then at the same time, if he if he had asked Bullhorn, uh, who has the most activity, right? Who like like who right. is like doing the most to, to bring in business, which is what what what, it, what their job is. Uh, I would also have the most. So, exactly. so anyway, it just made me laugh. No, it's uh, that interaction. So uh, when, we, Margaret, the, the, when we talked to operators and we said, like, how would you actually use this when we interviewed people? It was a lot of it mm -hmm. around was around analytics and reporting because maybe a manager or an executive isn't going to dig into an AMS and run a complicated report. If this, then this, or greater than or equal to, they get frustrated, right, because they're busy. So what do they do? They hire data analysts to come in and run those reports for them so that they can hand serve them, you know, to their, their weekly. Mm -hmm. But it would, you know, a lot of them ask like, Hey, mm -hmm. I don't know how to, to maybe do those, those kind of more complex reports. It'd be great if I could just say what I want to an AI and have them go perform the task of setting that report up and then delivering it back to me, which again, I think in the grand scheme Absolutely. of things, 
it's not sexy, it's not crazy AI, but it's certainly what we feel is like an, a very um, tangible application of how it could be used Co in early Co Compared to the world that we're coming from, exactly. Uh, <laughs> this is fantastically sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah com compared to insurance technology we, we've all uh, had to deal with. Right. Uh, fantastic. Uh, Thank you so much for your time. Uh, when, when, when this has been a fantastic conversation. When, when this goes live, I'll tag you both you and the company on, on LinkedIn, and I'd love to have you back. Uh, yeah. As as you guys, uh, right, a, a year down the road, two years down the road. Well, I'd love to, to, to have you back. You know, once you've been live for a while, and once a few versions yes. have gone by, yeah. uh, to, to to see how things have have advanced. This is very very exciting. It is. Uh, so so uh, thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate you guys having us on. It's great.